Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of What Anna Said Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm here with Sally and Kim, as always. We do not have my niece, Sienna, who has been joining us on the last several episodes that we've had. She's not here with us. That is right. That is true. (laughs) She's not here with us this morning because she is sound asleep at home. So, yes. So, (laughs) Sally didn't want to disturb her. So she's fast asleep. So we're trying to get this episode done before she's going to wake up and call her mama to come right back. So if you're following along with us, maybe you're on your morning drive to work. Maybe you're listening to us at home. Grab a snack, grab a drink and join us as we dive into the birth stories of our children, our birth plan and just everything that has to do with that. I know for myself being the first one of, out of us to have children. I actually have four kids and they were all C-sections. That was not a part of the birth plan that I had in mind. I did want to have them all naturally, but that was just not in the cards for me. With my oldest, I did have an emergency C-section. And then from there, all my pregnancies just had to um, be delivered that way as a C-section. Um, but before I dive more into my story, I'm going to go ahead and kick this off to Sally and just give us a little bit about um, because you if for those of you that don't know, Sally has had every single kind of birth delivery. She's had the natural. Well, she hasn't had Mm C-section, but she's had the natural and she also had the home birth, the home birth. Exactly. She's also had Mm -hmm. home births. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and let her dive into that because I'm sure that many of you have a lot of questions about her birth story that she shared with you on this channel so go ahead Sally. Yes so I have five kids total the first three were in the hospital um, completely unmedicated so no epidural no um, oxygen mask Um, they normally give that to you to help uh, not the oxygen, but the like, <laughs> was it a science experiment? <laughs> but no, it's like laughing gas or something to help. Yes, it's, yes. <clears throat> yes, I'm kidding. And yes. then the last two were planned home births. So it was an amazing experience for all five. I know that the reason why I love birth and why I um, am so, why I can always talk about birth and babies so easily is because of walking through your experience and Kim's experience um, in the hospital. So, I mean, there's nothing bad with having hospital births. It's all about how you advocate for yourself and making sure that your concerns are, you know, heard. Well, thank you so much to see. I know that for me with my pregnancies, um, especially after my first one, you were just so vocal about things that I should know about things that maybe um my team didn't share with me you know just just um what we can say no to and what we can ask for i know that for myself with that being my first pregnancy i didn't know that i could ask is there another option that's available to me Mm -hmm. or if i did not want a Mm c-section with the rest of my kids what is the steps or what is the plan that i can take um you know to try to have a a natural birth after that so right you were So like one of the concerns that you had or you had, there was something that you shared and it was a concern to me and it was about exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely have seen how much exercise can improve the outcome of your births. Um, There are other, there are going to be other complications as well. You know, it's definitely good to listen to your doctor, but I know you had mentioned that 
exercise wasn't really something that came up when you spoke to your doctor or your OB. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, for myself, I think it also comes down to preference because um, there's a big difference between myself and my sisters when it comes to care. Yeah. I am the type of person that I don't, my doctor needs to come in. We don't need to talk about our week. We don't need to be friends. Just tell me I'm good. Mm -hmm. Send me on my way. Mm -hmm. And I remember my sisters looking at me like, what? Why are you not having more conversations with your doctor about your health? Why are you right. not talking about, you know, what you want? Right. Right. Your Before concerns. That birth. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So, but you were young. So, I mean, that's was. not to fault you for. Um, well, yeah, she's young, but you know, that's just Anna. She doesn't like to be, <laughs> she doesn't like to put herself out there. So she's definitely Which is crazy because I know a lot of people, you know, Anna, whether it's in the workplace or mm. maybe or in a different out. setting mm. and she's very, you know, personable, but she's, 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 she's not that. <laughs> she's definitely she's put it out in front yes. just to let you guys She know. wants to be in the back. Like nobody sees her. So. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that you guys disregard everything you just heard, but it, they are completely what my sister is saying is so true. I just, um, with my pregnancies, you know, I didn't really ask questions and that's something that I encourage you to do, especially, I mean, it's a big responsibility. Your body is creating a human and you need to be able to be healthy for that human. You need to know what you need in order to create and in order to have the energy to continue making this little baby uh the whole nine months and so i encourage you don't be like me ask questions and if you have a sister like i do okay my sister is really great let me tell you this woman just all she does is read books on, on topics on any topic sally will read every single book on pregnancies watch every lecture look into the research uh, and data this woman is i mean when she gives advice on birth and things like that even for me and i'm not even i don't i'm not having any babies anymore i'm done with the babies but every time she says anything about pregnancies or birth or just advocating for women um in emergency situations in the hospital she's really great kim would you like to share a little bit about your birth experiences yes thank you sally um so as sally said earlier about being very adamant and asking those questions that are needed to be asked um i would say for especially my pregnancy with my daughter my oldest i did not ask those questions i went into that birth and originally I was supposed to give birth naturally. And then um, the doctor ended up telling me that because of the complications I had that led me to go to the hospital that day, that it was best to do a C-section. And I remember the nurse, the nurse was telling me, the nurse encouraged me and believed that I could give birth naturally. And that, you know, that the doctor was just kind of saying that. But I remember at that time, Sally was very adamant and pushing me. She was questioning, like, I don't know, maybe you should, you know, push to try to have it naturally. And I really wanted to have it naturally, but I was really scared at that time as well. I think I was 19 at that time. I'm not sure, but so. at that time, yeah. So I just decided to do a C-section. And then my daughter after that was planned to be a C-section because they're just a year apart. Um... But she came so fast that she ended up coming naturally and I was not prepared for that. So I literally 
almost died, guys. Um, I oh, I lost so much blood, mm-hmm. and I did not know how to push, how to push, mm-hmm. or anything of that nature right. because you I went planning for yeah that natural. Birth. I went into that birth already knowing that a uh, natural birth was not an option for me mm-hmm. because. I didn't have more than a year for my C-section scar to heal, but then she came naturally and that, yeah, that was, was a pretty, a birth. yeah, that was a pretty traumatic experience. Um, I think yes. my water broke and then she came out within 30 minutes of that. Mm-hmm. So the water broke at home, rushed to the hospital and then there she was. So yeah, but yes. can you see that, that, that you were able to handle that? Cause you went to, I mean, not postpartum wise, cause you said you were bleeding, but I mean, you labored at home until your water broke. Then you went to the hospital and had and had her. So I'm sure if you were prepared to birth, if you were prepared mm-hmm. with the right resources, yes. information to get you ready for that, you would have yes. probably had less complications. But yes. at the same De- time, that was a back. That was a right after a C-section. Yes, a definitely. Year, like, Thank even, you, Sally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if I, I know for sure if I was better prepared and did all my research, like my sister Sally with her home births and how to breathe, how to um, ride the pain and the emotion of um, the contractions that come, I definitely would have handled it better. But because I was not prepared and it happened so fast, so fast. it was a very um, traumatic experience for me. <laughs> so I bet. Yeah, I bet. I remember you writing in our messenger, in our family messenger group saying you're headed to the hospital yes. and she was going to be here. It was just way too fast. I couldn't even get there in time. Yes, because I remember I was telling my sister Sally. I told her I was like, I think I'm getting, um, like I think I'm I'm in going labor. into labor. Yeah. She was like, time it, time it. And sure enough, they were like five minutes apart. <laughs> and next thing I knew, my water broke, and I was off to the hospital. So that is amazing. Um, speaking of you being able to handle those contractions mm-hmm. at home until your water broke. I know that um, Thanksgiving is coming up. Yes. And isn't there something that you'll be sharing this Thanksgiving? If you want to whisper it into the mic yes. in case we something have little ears. very important that I'll be sharing this Thanksgiving is that we are expecting our fifth baby. So we're very excited. Um, we cannot wait to tell the kids by the time this is released everyone will know by then so that's the kids, so exciting yes the kids have been asking for a long time so they'll be so excited this is our last one though so i'm so excited so we're, uh, we're just so en- excited yeah we're just enjoying um this pregnancy and because it'll be our last one so congratulations by the way thank you Anna. we are so excited for you and just uh every time my sister or anytime one of us is pregnant it's just so exciting mm-hmm. it's such a special it is. it's another one it's it's not only <laughs> another, a blessing one. For, another one another <laughs> one it's not only special for them but it's a blessing for our entire family yes it really is and i am even more excited because this time i'm not pregnant <laughs> sally's pregnant every year yes i think uh-huh. it's been five years since kim has yes it is. Yeah, it's her turn me, now. So it's Kim's turn. <laughs> Definitely. And I cannot wait to support her in this pregnancy mm-hmm. and labor and delivery. I am just over the moon excited. So I hope some of that excitement is going to rub off onto her <laughs> to know that she's empowered. Yes. Okay. 
I think that um, the most beautiful thing is that whenever you have siblings and just like Kim going through her pregnancy, we get to go through that with her. Mm-hmm. Obviously not the pain and morning sickness. We get to go through the fun stuff with her. <laughs> yes. We get to go through the cravings and all of that. So we're just so excited for this baby to come. Yes. The cravings, that is the best part, <laughs> I would say, for any pregnancy. If you have ever been pregnant, you know when you eat what you are craving, it's just it's 10 out of 10. It's just 10. something different than eating something you're craving when you're not pregnant. <laughs> You're just the happiest experience. Yes. The happiest (laughs) pregnant person in the world. Mm -hmm. So, but um, as Anna and Sally were saying, definitely with this last one, I am hoping to do some more education like with Sally and learning more about birthing naturally. So I'm hoping. Because those things are so important. Yes. I mean, even the breathing techniques that you're taught. Exactly. Because I didn't know. so important. I didn't know that that was a thing. The actual breathing techniques. Yes. And yes. It has connection to your pelvic floor. And I think. The way you breathe, like the tightness in your face, like you want to keep your face relaxed. Yes. All those things, Mm -hmm. you know, play a part in your labor experience. Yeah. Because all those things I did not do. When I gave birth to Anna, to your second, yes, yes, to my second daughter, because everything was exact the opposite. And I think that's why I almost died, too, and lost so much blood and my face, like all my blood vessels, everything, my eye, they popped. Yeah. So I looked pretty. OK, moving away scary. from that traumatic um, imagery that you just gave us. <laughs> let's go ahead and dive right back into Sally's story. I know that if you have tuned into her channel, you have already seen some of the 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 story and the experiences that Sally has had with the birth experience mm-hmm. at home. And I, especially for us coming from an Island and that is just out of anything that we would even think of an option, mm-hmm. even for myself with being there for my sister's home births, that's an out of body experience for me myself, because, you know, we're not in the natural set. We're not in a setting mm-hmm. in the hospital setting. Right. We don't have, you know, staff all around us, mm-hmm. you know, just in case something happens. So this mm-hmm. is a real. We are the staff. We are. This is. We a, are part of the staff. Right. Yeah. This is a real thing. I mean, seeing my sister just being so mm-hmm. confident in mm-hmm. everything that she's learned. And yes. she's believe, and just believing that this was the b- best yes. birth plan for her and the way that she wanted to bring her kids into the world was an was such an amazing experience for us being in the room and so how did you even think of having a a a birth at home how did you go about finding a midwife and what what was the research that went into that honestly i have no idea how that came about because when i was pregnant with our first samson i wanted to have a home birth already wow and really? yes so i don't even now that's a great question because so that's so you've been thinking of this yes to I be have. a mermaid birth ever <laughs> since <laughs> the <laughs> beginning <laughs> not a mermaid birth <clears throat> i mean not just a water birth but being able to birth outside of the hospital setting i want to say maybe it has to do with you know our grandmother mm-hmm. you know birthing grandma yeah. when she birthed you know at home or wherever she was like Mm -hmm. they didn't just go to the hospital and so i think that was one of the reasons why it's always been in my mind like i want to experience that i want to know what these women went through what a little weirdo you are i know (laughs) i wanted to you know go through that and also honor them in those births Mm, too so this is all for it's amazing our our ancestors something that just i mean a real display of strength as a woman 
giving birth. Mm. I mean, for myself, have, getting to experience that, it's just a once in a lifetime kind of experience. Just seeing my sister listen to her body, listen to the signs that her body's telling her and just letting her know the baby's coming, the baby's yes. on their way and just seeing her really bear down and a grip with that pain. That is the most weirdest thing when the baby's about to come and you're like, the baby's coming. Right. And you're like looking around the room, you're like, did you guys even know the baby's about to be here? Right. Because you know in the hospital setting, they're like checking. Yeah, yeah. they're telling you dilation. the baby's okay, coming. Yes. Baby's coming. Like, okay, it's time to have the baby. Yes, but instead it's me listening to my body mm-hmm. and allowing my body to move that baby exactly. out, which is the coolest thing, not having to be told to push right i think one of the things too that led your decision into this birth was because this was during the time that covid was happening and there was a lot of restrictions with family members coming into the birth even down to your own husband Mm -hmm. even maybe not being able to be there in the room with you yes and that's what really triggered it for me because for me i have to have no matter what i have to have my husband there Mm -hmm. um he provides so much support and it's not even him doing anything other than definitely not (laughs) just holding my hand or like words of affirmation like that does it for me Mm -hmm. so for me having to imagine what what if you know figuring out the what ifs of okay what if something happens and they don't allow him back there i'm gonna lose it and extra stress on top of already Mm -hmm. what you're going through and that stress is just gonna will me into some type of complication so when you when you made up your mind and knew that you were going to have a home birth what are the steps that you took to prepare for that i mean even looking up your midwife even trying to find out if the insurance that you have covers that what what was what was everything that went into deciding all of that definitely a prayer was the first thing i had to pray Mm -hmm. and ask that the lord will will show me the way, um, lead me, find me a midwife that was going to have my same beliefs and be able to support me. So not only prayer, but I also had to talk to my husband about it because, you know, it's not just it is my decision, (laughs) but we want we are one, you know, Mm -hmm. to become one when you're married, you know. So we are one unit and I wanted to make sure that we're both on board because if we're going to do this, I need to have my husband's support. 100 percent. 100 percent. So that was another deciding factor. But with finding a midwife, I had reached out on Instagram and asked all my followers. I mean, I love this day and age. You know, they can say social media, you know, it can be toxic. mm -hmm. But when you use it in ways like this. Yes. I mean, how convenient is that? That you can just send a DM on Instagram and find the woman that will birth your children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's that's amazing. Yeah, so I had reached out on Instagram asking, you know, my followers, hey, do you know someone or have do you know someone who's used someone? But there no one had anything available. There was one person that recommended someone, but she lived way farther out. Mm. So I went to Google and um, I've used Google before. I did find a midwife and, and asked her some questions, but I did. I still did not have peace about that particular person. Um, and then next, thing you know, I found danielle on like my second search like i had left it alone and then i went back to search again and then there she was i love and i loved everything that she shared on her website Mm -hmm. and called her i still didn't make the decision then Mm -hmm. because i still had to get my husband on board Mm -hmm. so it's definitely there's a i can go on and on about how we made that decision (laughs) 
that's so wonderful that you found Danielle. And I believe that God placed her there for a reason because Danielle is just such a wonderful. She really is. Uh, I mean, and she just brings peace yes. to the situation. She's a prayer and warrior. She's a prayer warrior. Yes. She speaks life mm. during the entire experience. And God is really using her in these beautiful ways yes. to bring about these beautiful blessings mm -hmm. so and it's really cool when you have a midwife and you have you go to those appointments they're very different from you know your typical OBGYN mm -hmm. appointment mm -hmm. because we're able to um, really get to know each other mm -hmm. and that also goes into how she's able to support me when I have the baby right <laughs> but um, there's one moment where we're listening to the heartbeat for Daniel and you know normally in an OBGYN office you just check the heartbeat Done. you're done but <laughs> you're done <laughs> yes but they were checking the heartbeat and then she would talk to him and as she talked to him his heartbeat would would speed would like you know <laughs> speed up and it was just the coolest thing to hear his hear him um become so happy responsive yes and so he's responding so that's like a cool thing to really because you know that you read that and you know that but to actually experience, experience it. it was something so different i cried i was like i'm so sorry i'm sorry oh, yes it's such sure. a beautiful thing to hear <laughs> your baby you haven't even held them yet and you're already falling yeah. in love with them so for any of our listeners who might want to explore that world of home birth, water birth, and all those mm -hmm. things. What are some of the requirements that you had to have or that you had to do in your pregnancy mm -hmm. to make sure that you didn't have to divert to the yes. hospital, yes. that you could still have your birth at home? Yeah, so you definitely want to, um, because you're going to have a home birth, they typically only take low-risk women. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure your blood pressure is in check. Um, you want to make sure that you're exercising, mm -hmm. like not doing anything extensive <laughs> right. doing something within your capability or your ability um you know just even if it's just a simple walk but um what you're going to do is just get with the midwife do a consultation with them ask them your questions and then they will go ahead and you know check everything they'll check your blood pressure they'll sit with you and go over your history you know if you had any pregnancy complications and in that way they can get an idea of if you're a good candidate to be mm. to have a home birth so you do have okay. to be low risk, right? Okay. In no way do we want women to do a home birth and that's yes. not, you know, for some women, it's just not for them because of other complications. Mm -hmm. But what I love is that Danielle would walk me through because I had high blood pressure issues. We would walk through my diet week by week mm. and say, okay, what are you eating? Okay, what if we took this out? Yes. And then we would see <laughs> we would see the changes in my blood wow. pressure. Take that chocolate you cake take, out. Yes. So mm -hmm. she'll be like, maybe you can do dark chocolate. Maybe instead of a chocolate bar, you can do like the little chocolate morsels. Mm -hmm. And that way okay. you're all, you can yeah. just like grab five and, and you can still you get a little bit, that, yeah. you know, that mm -hmm. craving. Mm -hmm. So we definitely That's did awesome. a lot of that. And then just the exercise part, yeah. you know, exercise does a lot your body yeah it helps i love i love that she does that um it just really shows that she really cares about her patients yeah and um as you said about the low risk and high risk i know with my pregnancies with my daughter my oldest one that she was a high risk because of my pregnancy before that which i had given birth to twins they were twin boys at six months on christmas in 2014 mm -hmm. and they were just born too early that we ended up losing them so i know after that 
after that um, miscarriage and then having my daughter, the doctors had told me that my cervix was just too weak to be able to hold them. And that's why I lost them. So I remember during that time, um, they just told me that I would have a high risk and that I could give birth naturally. But, you know, and then I ended up going to the hospital. That's when I they were like, nope, you're going to do C-section. And um, and then after that, I had my daughter. Then I had the twin boys again. And what do you know? I'm a high risk pregnancy again because there was two of them and they shared a placenta. So that's why I was high risk. So I had my doctor and then I also had my specialist that I saw every week alongside my doctor. So by the time I hit, I think it was 28 weeks. Mm. I was seeing my doctor and my specialist once every week because they were mono die twins because they shared a placenta. And I believe it's t in 10% of twin moms that their twins share placenta, that one twin will take all the nutrients mm -hmm. than the other twin. And sometimes um, in some cases, the other twin won't survive because of that. Mm. But luckily, George didn't take too much of Nila's food because George was baby A and he was always bigger than baby B. Mm -hmm. So, but we were able to um, give birth to them. We ended up having a C-section and they were healthy. Now they're crazy. <laughs> Are you planning on um, using Danielle for baby number five? I am planning we are thinking of it. Um, I have talked to my husband about it and we are thinking of going because I would love to have a natural birth. That's all I've wanted. But every time my pregnancy was like, no, no, unless it was forced like Anna, which but I wasn't ready. But now going into my last um, my last pregnancy, my last child, I would love to give birth naturally. Mm -hmm. So looking into Danielle and seeing if we're going to do a home birth because if you know me I'm a hospital hospital girly I love to be in my hospital bed no, you know it feels like it feels like a she, let me she let me know like, a vacation like let me know if that's you too like bed. it feels like it's a little getaway and I get to go you know and I'm like in a bed pampered, I'm not pampered or whatever nah. so you know it's just like I just love being, yeah. it's just a different setting. And mm -hmm. I think that's why I love it so much. Um, because when I come home, I'm going to be home for the next couple of months with a <laughs> newborn. So that's why I think if I could get out before I give birth. I mean, you can always have us take care of your kids or not us, but. I don't know. You guys say they're crazy. So. <laughs> they are crazy. They're not. It's nothing. It's they just have so much energy yeah, that I yeah. can't give. Okay. <laughs> okay. Especially those twin boys. But if I can sacrifice like a week to watch them mm. i will um but just piggybacking on what you said about mm -hmm. hospital girly i mean that's me that i love you. that whole mm -hmm. experience of but then love it's the it. only experience i've ever had Packing so i have a hospital bag mm -hmm. it's just so exciting I, it is if i, I didn't have a hospital bag, bag but, just to give birth in my home mm -hmm. um i don't know <laughs> right yeah i mean and you know this does not take away from any other kind of pregnancies yes. i mm -hmm. mean even though my sisters like sally has had all unmedicated births mm -hmm. and she's had delivered naturally all her kids and i'm just always ready to get out of that hospital like yeah yeah <laughs> sally's 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 always her mentality is like I'm don't like, keep me here yeah i'm like let me out because i know after i had so d with maki with samson i stayed there for i think two days or three days but with the rest i was like had the baby the next day i'm out yeah, like, yeah. get me out of here i'm walking around and yes. they're like oh you're ready to go home i was like yes I'm, i want to go um, Sally's like, got a marathon at three, gotta go. Okay. Birth the baby at two, gotta go at three. 
um that's just who she's always been and that is her for sure right and i mean for me with my oldest being an i mean that was a true emergency and so with the emergency c-section you know they put me to sleep knocked me out and i think it took about a good week for that whatever they gave me to wear off because i was kind of loopy that entire week with me with me i'm a pirate now with me other kids (laughs) i don't know well okay with my other kids um they were also c-section but i did have a high risk pregnancy all my pregnancies yeah with all of them Mm -hmm. had a high risk pregnancy and so you know high blood pressure diabetes yeah thank you for throwing that in there gestational um so anyway so with those babies they (laughs) did give me anesthesia for them because yet obviously i'm going under you know i'm getting surgery so i mean with even with that experience i still love all my pregnant all my births mm-hmm. all the um i heard that they strap your hands down is that true no okay so oh, yes well they don't strap it down yeah, yeah. but they do put like a weighted blanket on each hand or the nurse will yes the nurse will help you to hold them down i actually am not sure why that's done I don't maybe some women will like move i guess i guess and that was i've just heard you just unlocked a memory because i forgot that they did that Mm -hmm. they hold they hold your hands down and they keep you warm i know with my last one they had to keep waking me up because i kept falling asleep Mm -hmm. um so she oh yeah yeah. definitely gotta keep you awake (laughs) for that please Please don't fall asleep yeah so i mean it's a it's a lot i mean high-risk pregnancies you know there's a lot of things that they have to watch out for and make sure that you're good you're not sleeping yes. you're awake and that scares me i'm gonna go under like that for a c-section yeah it's just it is. i mean the hospital scares me already That's yeah why. it's definitely scary every single time that i went into having a c-section um just because the process and knowing what's going on yeah. to your body yeah. um but for and me being I, awake huh? yeah but for me i feel like a c-section was like my fastest healing for me then wow. naturally when well, I birthed naturally. you gotta keep in mind you weren't ready to birth naturally yes with anna. so with so anna that did a lot it did it took about four months after giving birth to anna for me to really fully heal mm-hmm. um so i'm yeah. traumatized just thinking oh because yes. i remember i'm thinking and i'm traumatized again so <laughs> let's move on from the trauma <laughs> i think with the c-section the most the recovery is the painful part so yeah, having the baby different. being in the hospital that's not painful but when you go home you know it hurts every time you laugh mm-hmm, yeah. um if you have gas it's going mm-hmm. to hurt but i mean getting the staples removed that also hurts oh yes i forgot about that i know and then you get to keep a scar forever like mm-hmm. just as like a little souvenir of your time in the hospital and but i think i remember the last time i had the c-section scar with the twins they didn't do staples at that time it was something that would dissolve oh see i've always had staples yeah i forgot what it was but it would dissolve naturally on its own so that we didn't have to pull out i mean that's the thing about medicine you know we're always progressing Mm -hmm. always evolving right so that's good that I hope that if you're getting a C-section now, you don't have to do the staples. Because let me tell you, yeah. they leave it in there for, I think, a month. Mm-hmm. And your skin grows over it. I remember you showing me Please. the staples. I think Please I was drunk. <laughs> I think that's also what pushed me to, like, never get <laughs> so a C-section. like, ew, never. <laughs> no, it just looked like it hurt. It was painful. So Sally took one look and was like, that scar? 
Never. <laughs> so with having C-section, how was the recovery? You said that was, you said that was your best recovery. Yes. Very fast. I'm, but you know, then again, I probably shouldn't have been walking around and doing everything that I was doing, but I felt like I was just always on my feet after. Mm. And at that time we stayed upstairs. So I'll be walking up and down the stairs. So it was just really fast for me. Yeah, I think that the recovery time with the C well, everybody's different. Yes, yes. So Kim healed pretty quickly after that and she was really mobile and it's good to be mobile after your C session actually. Do they give you a binder for that? They do. Yeah. They kinda wrap your stomach to kinda hold it together. Um, you kind of look like a science experiment, like <laughs> what, Frankenstein? You just kinda walking around, just put, put back together. together like Humpty Dumpty. Um, but yeah. That's, take your healing seriously yes guys. That's, no, that's that is very, very important. important whether it's a c-section mm -hmm. or a natural birth that's one thing i've learned is to really take that time to heal postpartum because your placenta has just left your body like a whole you grew a whole organ that blows my yes. mind mm -hmm. and i don't think that this gets enough attention as it deserves no. you grow a whole organ mm -hmm. so no wonder you have all morning sickness and everything yes like your and you're growing, you're growing body parts. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yes. Wow. wow. Yeah. Speaking of morning sickness, um, just wanted to tap into that real quick. <laughs> so the morning sickness, did any of you, Anna or Sally, have morning sickness? How was your morning sickness? Oh, okay. Let me go ahead and start first. <laughs> okay. Because with my oldest, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. But then again, it's your first birth. And mm. I think everybody's first pregnancy might be the same because yes. your body is shocked first to time. All yes. the new things that are happening to it. So my first one was definitely horrible. And, you know, with your first pregnancy, you're so excited. So you're reading everything yeah. mm -hmm. about it. And I remember my husband um, at w one of our appointments, you know, they have the magazines in the yeah. waiting room. And so I think that he came across a page that talked about folic acid and things like that oh, yes. and, and just how important it is that is right and he would literally try <laughs> to give me spinach or greens or anything with folic acid anything anytime that i digested anything you know he was so just adamant about take your folic acid <laughs> did you say your prenatal Pre vitamins <laughs> and it's so funny because my okay. husband <laughs> my husband um he doesn't when we were shopping for maternity clothes he just he called it prenatal so like do you have your prenatal pants get your prenatal <laughs> shirt it's just first pregnancy things mm -hmm. you know just <laughs> learning and discovering all those things together thank you anna um for my morning sickness with samson would have been the worst um mm. because yes my oldest it was my first pregnancy or yeah it was my first pregnancy and my goodness i could not eat any meat at mm. all like the first trimester or like yeah just first, for your morning and then kind of into second yeah, yeah. I, I could not do meat whatsoever Ooh. like even if it was like cooked so well i could just still smell like yes as if it was raw yes so i could not oh and i slept i completely forgot my first trimester as soon as i got home i would be home just at five sleeping. i would sleep until the next day day mm -hmm. yeah for that whole first trimester your body's going through yes. your body's going through something new like, i was shocked i like i didn't even want to eat i just went straight to bed woke up got ready for work repeat for 12 weeks wow yes yes i would say with my morning sickness um 
my girls they were both the same it was pretty bad i would say had a lot of felt like a fever and just always in bed a lot of sleeping with my oldest daughter i would throw up and then with my twins i would say theirs is the worst both pregnancy the twins the morning sickness it felt like you had the flu if you had the flu and you're stuck in bed and you cannot get out of bed that was me and my poor husband i'm so thankful at that time that um he was able to be there most of the time and be able to help with my two older girls so that i could just lay in bed from morning to sundown mm -hmm. i could not get up only use the restroom if i need to and to go right back to bed so i think with mm -hmm. that with that pregnancy alone i had lost 20 pounds from the morning sickness and that's a great point you brought up about late needing to lay down like the mm -hmm. whole day because if you're having a kid for the first time enjoy that enjoy oh. that pregnancy mm -hmm. there's nothing like yes being pregnant for the first, first time, time. Yes. getting to you know mm -hmm. camper yeah uh -huh. oh yes not having to deal with other children yes okay i remember when i had my first pregnancy my mom would rub my stomach all the time i mean pampered okay can we talk about getting pampered by your parents when you're their baby and you're having a baby for the first time it's such an amazing experience i mean i could just imagine when our kids, Can't really. kids. <laughs> i wish i enjoyed it well our, our parents our parents have how many is there now are there there's 13, 13, about to be 14, 13 so, kids in between us right now. Yeah. Yes. And my parents are just the best. Yeah. They are. I mean, they really every are. single pregnancy, they, whatever we're craving, mm -hmm. they will do their best to make it for yes. us. Tongue and food, mm -hmm. which is usually what we're all craving mm -hmm. yes. when we're pregnant. So they really come through for us. I mean, the entire pregnancy they really do they're really awesome and yes i really loved sorry i'm just gonna jump right that's okay in. you you just go ahead go right in girl thank you kim you're welcome i'll pass it right back to you that's okay <laughs> so one thing i loved about this most recent birth is after i had sienna mm -hmm. and after everyone cleared out that is house, right mom made me the most delicious I remember. steak i saw it and, and i was like mashed hmm. potatoes i was just there it was so man try to be quiet so she can to a baby or so she can tell her story i didn't give birth but i was part of the birth team <laughs> thank you for being part of my birth team um i was just so grateful for that meal that just healed my soul especially you know if you've had a baby after you give birth you are just so starving. hungry starving and that first meal raging that first meal <laughs> no uh, raging is right <laughs> that first meal that you get to eat ooh, the best and i think it's so important your first meal after you give birth is one of the most important meals do you remember what your first meal was i know that you had emergency i don't know why i'm laughing i, I know my Anna, first meal. i know that you had emergency six okay kim what was your first meal um my first meal just because um it was chinese food <laughs> because oh. i was craving chinese didn't food. you always eat chinese food with i Aki? surely did with Aki. so let me give you a little i did let me give a little fun fact with my daughter so with my daughter um i all i craved was chinese food breakfast lunch and dinner so with my daughter I did gain a hundred pounds from my pregnancy and that was my biggest pregnancy. So, but yes, Chinese food, that's what I had right after I gave birth. 
That's probably the reason for the high blood pressure. I think so. Okay, moving on. Um, Sally, you asked me what was my first meal after my C-sessions. And thank you so much for bringing up that memory because it was ice chips <laughs> for a while. Um, for those of, of you, For those of you who maybe had high-risk pregnancies, you might understand. After I had the C-section, I couldn't eat maybe the day, the whole entire day. Mm -hmm. I couldn't eat until the next day. So, so that, that's where the raging comes from. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. probably why... I, that's yes. exactly what it was. <laughs> That's probably why I was starving. Yeah. It's not a universal thing. It was a me thing. Um, yes, but I think I just ate whatever brought. everybody brought for me mm -hmm. in in the hospital food probably. And it was just such a long time ago. Yeah. And I'm the type of person that I just don't ask and I just Exactly. You're a background accept girl. Accept mm -hmm. whatever is going on. But I do remember one of my kids, Sally pulled up after I had this baby. I don't know if it's my last one. And she pulled up with a Starbucks mm -hmm. drink for me. And I'm not a Starbucks person. I'm not a Starbucks coffee. I got to have it this way. I'm not that person. So this was a treat when Sally brought me some fancy coffee that morning. And you know what? It meant so much because I remember it right now so well. Because <laughs> yes, I don't remember that don't at remember all. Sally was like, just on my regular daily pickup from Starbucks. Just a regular day. <laughs> <laughs> but that meant a lot to me because I felt like, wow, she thought about me and she stopped and got me some nice coffee this morning. That was really sweet of her. So, yeah, thank you for that years later. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was a Grinch. <laughs> I don't know. I think we talked about that in one of the other episodes. We didn't say you weren't. <laughs> Kim, simmer Kim, down. Yes, okay, please. We're in the Grinch colors, so. Do you remember that I did um, get you something too, you right? I left just right off. from oh, Smoothie King. No, I remember. Oh, mm -hmm. I remember you getting me. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this is. It's not even pregnancy related, but I remember having COVID, and I remember you went and got my cravings. You made us a nice chicken soup. Yeah, you COVID. brought me. You brought me. I'm so you lost. made me chicken soup. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We're talking and about pregnancies, and you're talking about COVID. And I remember with coconut water, you packed a whole little meal. Wow. Are you sure? That was You me. did. You did. And I was See? really surprised. I so, think the Grinch left and then. I think so. Anyway, back to the topic of discussion. Because I don't know where that came from. See, Kim likes to add little things here and there that have nothing to do with the discussion. Thank you, Kim. You're welcome, Anna. Okay, so. Just as you guys have discovered in this episode about Kim and the little baby that she's carrying. So exciting. Do you have a preference on a boy or girl? I am definitely hoping for a girl. Mm. And I feel like it's a girl. Yeah. So I should be able to find out by January, the end of January, beginning of February, what the gender is by then. So exciting. And we would definitely be praying for your pregnancy and you, just praying for Kim's overall health and the baby's yes. health because I know that you had complications with each pregnancy. So we yes. are just always something, huh? <laughs> so we're praying for you. We're praying for the baby yeah. and girl or boy. We're going to love that little ball baby because Kim, all her babies are bald. Balls, baby. All her babies are bald. Kim, weren't you bald when you were born? <laughs> well, I mean, it just had like a thula spot, but like there was hair yeah some of them are still trying to grow hair right now as we speak okay kim has the bald babies so whatever it is we know it'll be bald and we know it's going to be so loved 
Thank you, Anna. Okay, guys. So with that, I think that it's time for us to go ahead and close out because Sienna might be waking up soon. That is right. That is right. She's most likely ready to feed. I'm so. sure. She's 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 calling you right now. <laughs> so we got to go. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Um, we hope that you guys tune in for the next episode that we'll have here. Yes, please. Yes. So thank you so much for joining. We hope you all have a great week. We appreciate you all. And happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.